Hello, fellow Rebel Capitalists. Hope you're well. So Michael Burry shocks the market with a one-word tweet. One word. Let's shoot right over to this article from Market Insider and, and check this out. And, and I think what's interesting is, did he tweet this one word because he thinks the Fed is going to maybe increase rates 50 basis points today instead of 25? Or is there some other reason? It's fascinating. So let's dive into the article. Big short legend Michael Burry issues a grave warning to investors with a one-word tweet. Sell. <laughs> That's it. He just said sell. And this was, he tweeted this out yesterday, didn't he, Josh? Yeah, I think, I think last night. Okay. So key talking points, Michael Burry issued a grim warning to investors by simply tweeting sell. The big short legend was likely responding to the stock market's astounding comeback in January. Maybe, or maybe he's talking about the Fed decision. Uh, maybe he thinks that, like I said, Jerome Powell is going to raise 50 basis points when the market says 25 or when the market thinks 25 and therefore that is bearish. I don't know. Let's keep reading. Burry recently compared the S&P 500's rebound to its short-lived rally during the dot-com crash. The fund manager of the big short of big short fame was likely urging investors not to be fooled by the recent rebound in stocks. The benchmark S&P 500 index gained 6.2% in January while the tech-heavy NASDAQ composite surged 11%, marking its best January performance since 2001. So some of the stocks that have gone up here, Tesla up 41% in January. Kathy Wood's flagship ARK Innovation Fund recorded its best month ever. Burry's Scion Asset Management Place bets against both the automaker and the tech-focused fund in 2021. The investor took aim at both Musk and Woods in tweets. And I'd like to also point out that Bitcoin has gone up substantially. I think that everyone should own Bitcoin to have some purchasing power outside of the system, especially when we're talking about stuff like central bank digital currencies and whatnot. But uh, I, I, and I like the fact that it looked like it kind of formed a base if you look at a chart. But what concerns me a little bit is that, again, it's just kind of following the NASDAQ. So it's not this, um, it's, it's not this, or so far, it's not behaving as an asset that has no correlation whatsoever. So an uncorrelated asset, which is what you would want, uh, or at least what I would want, with a, uh, something that I was holding as purchasing power outside of the system. So uh, now, will it behave that way forever? I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that right now it, it's still behaving as a correlated asset, something that's kind of like a leverage play on the NASDAQ, which would imply that people are buying it, not so much for the reasons I would buy it, or maybe some of the Bitcoiners would buy it, but they're just buying it because they think the Fed's going to lower rates and they're just it, it's just a quick trade for them. Because, okay, if I think the Fed's going to pause or pivot, you know, do I buy the NASDAQ or do I buy Bitcoin? You'd probably buy Bitcoin because you know that it would, if, if that plays out, it'll most likely pop to a greater percentage than the NASDAQ or even 
like the Kathy Wood Arc Fund or something like Tesla. Although Tesla might be up more than Bitcoin, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe Bit or maybe Tesla is the leveraged play on the Nasdaq, or the leveraged play on the bet that the Fed is going to pause or pivot sooner than later. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Getting back to Michael Burry, it seems like he's definitely in the camp where like the value investor type of camp, right? Where he's looking at these, uh, the cash flows relative to the, uh, he's looking at like the PE ratio and saying that this is, this just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So I'm going to fade any, uh, what he would probably consider a bear market rally in this sector. Uh, because I think it's way overdone and uh, it's just getting a pop because people think that the Fed's going to lower rates and have some soft landing. But if we, if he's betting that we are not having or going to have a soft landing, then this is how he most likely would express the bet. Because you can sit there and say, well, George, if the Fed lowers rates, then the market's going to go up. Well, maybe. Yeah, that that would potentially be a probable scenario if we had a soft landing. But you guys just go back to the GFC, go back to the Cerveza sickness. I mean, you guys remember that. Uh, the, the market crashed while the Fed was lowering rates. You know, the market just basically ignored the Fed, especially during the Cerveza sickness. You guys all remember that when they came out with their emergency meeting on that Sunday night. They were supposed to meet on the Wednesday. And they met the Sunday night prior. And that's when they dropped rates down to zero. And they basically announced QE infinity. They threw the kitchen sink at it. Uh, they announced up to a trillion a day in repo. And they did everything they could to backstop the market. Say, hey, we're here. We're here. It's the Fed put. The Fed put. And then what did the market do the next day? It was down by like 1,500 points. And it continued to tank regardless of what the Fed was doing until the government came out with more fiscal. And then it started to go back up. So that's why I said back then uh, that we kind of went from a Fed put to a government put. And so my point there is that if we have a bad enough crisis or a hard enough landing, then you can see how the stock market will still go down, especially the NASDAQ, uh, even if the Fed is lowering rates right back down to zero. You know, it all depends on the severity 
of the problem we have. But I think that this one word tweet may imply that Burry sees a hard landing more probable than a soft landing. He diagnosed the greatest speculative bubble of all time in all things. That's a quote from him. <laughs> and the and predicted the mother of all crashes in the summer of 2021. Burry is one of several top commentators bracing for a catastrophe. Those are their words, not mine. GMO's Jeremy Grantham recently declared the S&P 500 could plummet 50% in a worst-case scenario. Yeah, that actually would make sense if you just look at the PE ratios. While Universa Investments, Mark Spitznagel diagnosed the greatest tinderbox time bomb in financial history. <laughs> Jeez. And I thought the titles of my whiteboard videos were pretty extreme. <laughs> I guess not. I should hire Mark to write some, some create some thumbnails for me. <laughs> Ah, uh, geez. So there you have it. Michael Burry rocks the market, or at the very least, gets people thinking with simply a one-word text. Is he talking about the S&P being overvalued? Is he talking about the NASDAQ? Is he talking about a hard landing? Or is he talking about the Fed maybe raising by 50 basis points today instead of 25? All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism.